put a few words um, just on hope and, and just hoping that, you know, that we can think about the nature of hope and what that means to us in our lives. And so I'd like to read from Romans uh, chapter 8 and verses uh, 24 and 25. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And so the nature of hope is um, the belief that something good, something better, we might call that the kingdom of God, the heaven of God here on earth. And we might not be able to see it, but we trust that indeed it is coming into our world. And I also wanted to read a quote from uh, Maya Angela, which I thought was really good as well. And she says, uh, hope and fear cannot occupy the same space at the same time. Invite one to stay. So during Advent, we're inviting hope to, to come into our lives and saying, you can talk to fear or worry and anxiety and say, it's, it's okay. I hear you, but it's okay for you to leave. And we can just live in that, in that hope. So today we enter the season of Advent which is a time to prepare for Christmas and the birth of Christ. And do we live in hope? How much hope do we have in our day-to-day -day lives? And hope being that belief or a conviction that things will get better. Or do we find ourselves living more in fear? And if you're like me or most of us, I think we kind of move back and forth between hope and fear. But I think the faith is trusting that the hope continues to increase and the fear decreases. So do we live more in fear, a belief or a sinking feeling that, that life will just spiral into darkness and chaos? And so we turn our eyes back to the past that we can see instead of looking more towards the future. And remembering that, that God created light and goodness out of the chaos and out of the, the darkness. And that's our hope and trusting that God continues to create. To hope is to have a strong vision that God's goodness and compassion is working through us and through our world. And that belief that I would even call just a conviction that something good, something wonderful is on the way. And with hope, we can get up in the morning and we can enjoy the silence or a good cup of hot coffee, in my case, uh, some hot chocolate. And we can see the, the rising sun despite the darkness that is all around us. This is hope. And our hope is not just individual, but it's, it's corporate. And we often forget that, that the hope is moving through the world, that God's spirit, it's, it's not... It's about us, but it's not about us because it's God moving through the world, bringing that kingdom here on earth. And he uses us as his angels to bring that kingdom of love and joy and peace with us. So how much hope do we have for our world, for a unified world? How much hope do we have that one day we can be united? And all these things that divide us will slowly disappear and that we can all be one. So today we light the first Advent candle, the candle of God's hope for the world. And 
I don't know if you'll be able to see the candle or not, but I'm going to light it behind me now. And those of you who um, had a little, um, some Advent candles, if you could just light that candle for hope. There we go. That's kind of neat if you can show those. <laughs> I kind of like that. I see Sue and Ilga and Philip and Lynn looks like they have a candle behind them there. Yeah. And that hope is contagious. And it goes across physical barriers and distance. And it's present with each and every one of us today. And not only those present, but throughout the world. So many people, millions of people are lighting Advent candles for hope. And that gives me, uh, just encourages me so much, just even seeing that light in different places in your rooms. It's, it's very, very promising. So let us, uh, let us pray. God of Christmas light, we pray that you'll make pregnant our hope this Christmas season. Kindle within us a flame that never burns out, a flame of eager anticipation that something beautiful, something good is moving through our hearts and through our communities. May we live in your deep abiding hope. Amen. So thanks for sharing that. Um, we talked about hope a, a couple weeks ago, but it's, uh, it's one of those subjects that I really never tire of uh, thinking about and, and and just spending time with, because I think it's such a, a powerful word, hope. It's just a little word, but it brings so much <clears throat> into our world. And I, I want to read from one of my um, favorite passages on hope. And this is from Romans as well, Romans uh, chapter 5. <clears throat> and therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we all stand. <clears throat> and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces character, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. And this is the, the word of God for each and every one of us here today. Amen. And so we have these words that say that that hope uh, does not disappoint us. And so what does it mean to have hope or, or what is what is hope? Let us just take uh, a few minutes just to, to reflect and ponder on that. What is the nature of hope? What does hope mean to you? So let us pray. So what does uh, hope to mean to you or how would you describe or uh, define hope? And then hope is, uh, as Paul was saying earlier, hope is who hopes for what we can be, what can be seen, but we hope for things that cannot be seen. So it's um, something beautiful, maybe something beyond our, our consciousness, but something good and, and wonderful. And I think Jesus might call that hope the, the kingdom of God or peace on earth. Uh, so does anyone have any thoughts on um, how you describe hope or the role it plays in your life? I was thinking in the, on the nature of hope, 
and it's it's evolving. It's it's continuing to uh, change. You know that understanding and that the the faith to have hope. And I know that every year, <clears throat> uh, Jennifer and I and the kids we'd always go to uh, Uray in the summertime, <clears throat> and we'd walk, you know, to the waterfalls. Uh, we'd go to the shops around town and eat lunch, and then we'd soak for a while in the hot springs. And usually we would do this in the the summertime. And if you've ever been to Uray in the summer and early fall, you also know that when you walk around town, they always have a brand new Jeep <laughs> that they sit up, they set on somewhere around town that they raffle off every year. And this Jeep is just really beautiful and sleek and sporty. And you can buy a few raffle tickets for $15, $20 to get this chance of winning a new Jeep. And I never play the lottery, I never do anything, but for some reason, when we go to Uray and I look at that Jeep, I go, man, that'd be kind of nice to have. And I always buy these raffle tickets and I never buy them with despair. I always truly believe I'm gonna win that Jeep. I always have great hope. Well, as you know, this is kind of what Lee was, I always hope I'm gonna win that Jeep, <laughs> but every year, I never win the Jeep, never. And so I'm a little bit disappointed and kind of surprised. I can't believe out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of tickets they sell that they didn't pick my ticket. You know, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, you know, the golden ticket. Well, so I'm disappointed <clears throat> each and every year, but I continue to buy those tickets. But that can't be the kind of hope that Paul is writing about, a hope that does not disappoint us. And so Paul says that suffering, our suffering leads to endurance. And that endurance produces character. And the character leads to or produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts. And as some of you mentioned, it's not just one time that that love and grace of God is poured into our hearts or into the world, but it's an ongoing outpouring of love and grace that continually is coming into our lives and into our communities and in our world. So what is hope? Because it has to be very, very different. The, the the hope of God, very different from just hoping to win a, a raffle ticket or hoping that the, the rains will come. God's hope does not disappoint us. Like I can hope every year to win that, that Jeep in the raffle, but I probably won't. I'll just be disappointed time and time again. I remember when I used to coach, I, I hoped that we would win every game, but we never did and we never will. As a parent, we can hope that our, our kids will, will never get hurt, but they are gonna be wounded by life from time to time. We can hope to live long and full lives, but that is not always the case. So what does it mean to have that, that hope of God burning within us like that Advent candle? Because hope is, is such a, a small word but it sounds very soft around the edges. And it's one of the foundational words of our faith. 
we'll look at those words during the Advent season, hope, peace, joy, and love. And they're all one syllable words that carry so much impact and weight in our lives. I even just like saying those words over and over and they just give me promise. They give me hope and peace there. So very much like the word love, which we use quite often in our society, hope gets battered around quite a bit and misused and, and watered down. And so we might say, why bother? Why should I even have hope? Because I'm just going to be disappointed. I'd rather just lower my expectations for life and society and in the world that we live in. And I'm even in a, a spiritual group that I really have come to value and because they, they question a lot of uh, beliefs and ideas. And in this one particular group I'm in, though, they, they hesitate to use the word hope. And we have a lot of discussions about it a lot of debates, and they say that for them, a couple of them, hope is a future projection that dismisses the present. For instance, we can say, well, don't worry about it because we're all going to be in heaven someday and everything's going to be great and wonderful. There won't be any pain, but we might say, well, what about today? What about this life? What about our present situation and the discomfort or the pain or the suffering that is in our world. And so they kind of have this idea that hope um, just diminishes the present situation. But as many of you mentioned, having that hope and having that vision spurs us to action. It gives us meaning and purpose to make that vision a reality. So Advent, when we light that candle of hope, <clears throat> it's a hope that does not disappoint us and what is god's hope for us well at christmas time we celebrate the birth of jesus <clears throat> who is the embodiment of unconditional and inclusive love at a specific time and place <clears throat> we might even say bethlehem but the mystery of christmas <clears throat> is that the birth of jesus gives birth to what we call the, the cosmic Christ, the birth of God's love and joy and peace, which is embodied by Jesus in each and every one of us. <clears throat> Christ is, is God's love and joy and peace and hope planted in all of us and in the world. And it's just this ongoing planting of those seeds of goodness, of hope, of joy, of peace, and of that wisdom. And we can have the faith and the hope that we know the ending by the beginning. That's hope. We know the ending because we know the beginning. And in the beginning, God created. God created the heavens and the earth and the plants and the trees and, and the animals and two-legged people and the four-legged creatures. And when God creates, God says it is good. And we know the ending by knowing the beginning. And this is hope. It is good. We're, we're evolving and moving towards something good and something wonderful. Father Rohr says, from the moment of our universe's inception, 
along with the slow stages of evolution. We can remember the Hebrews, how they lived in slavery for so many years, but they left slavery for freedom in the promised land. We know from Jesus's birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection, there's that movement towards hope and peace. In our own history of our own country, we know there was a movement from from slavery to emancipation, and it's ongoing to this very day, a movement from segregation to more inclusion, from exclusion of women to treating women with more equality and acceptance. So we can see that life in our history, in our faith, it's all heading somewhere good. But it's a very slow process, that movement of God within us in our world. And there is what Rohr calls a, a foundational hope. And I think that's how he differentiates the hope of our faith from just hoping that it rains or hoping that we pass a test or something. There's a foundational hope, which he defines as the world is always unfolding and evolving towards something better, towards something good. And this is what we look forward to and celebrate at Christmas. And we sing, come Lord Jesus, or, or Christ is born. And I like to think that Christ isn't just born once, but Christ is born again and again and again. Within us, it's an ongoing birth and within our world. And there's a wonderful verse in Romans, uh, Romans 8, 22. It says, all of creation is growing in labor pains. All of creation is giving birth. And what are we giving birth to? What is being born? And it's Christ's hope, the peace of God, the joy and the love of God within all of us in our world. And this birthing process is, is a slow evolutionary process because some of us can say, how is it possible that we could actually be moving forward? And as I said many times, and is that, that ongoing evolution, it's three steps forward and two steps back. Think about your own lives, how we grow and mature. It's three steps forward and two steps back. But the forward movement is greater than the backward movement. And I have found that when I am filled with despair, become cynical, it's when all I focus on is the backward movement. It gets pretty depressing, pretty desperate. But to live with that foundational hope, we're open to the whole story, to the unfolding of our world. And we can see the forward movement and how we're becoming more mature, <clears throat> more loving, more graceful, and more forgiving. We can see that the world is becoming, uh, there's more union, there, there's more fullness. And God is working through us and all of creation. And because of this hope, and this is where we can see the, the action of hope. And, and I, I just love Martin Luther King Jr. and just his vision and the hope that he lived with despite the very difficult situations that he was a part of with a segregated United States. And so he could say with foundational 
hope, that deep hope and faith in God. And he said this in 63 in his I have a dream speech. He says, I have a dream that one day my four children will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by their character. And it's a dream that is continuing to unfold in our own lives. My children will be judged by their character. And character leads to hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love is being poured into our hearts over and over and over again. And this is the hope that we can embrace and accept during this Advent season. As King said, this is our hope that with this faith, we will be able to hear. We will be able to chisel out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. We're making stones of hope that we can stand upon. So my prayer for each and every one of us today is that we may embrace God's hope for us during this Advent season. Amen. Thank you.